0: Welcome to Mayflower Congregational Church on this first Sunday of June. We are so thrilled that you are with us as we continue our journey of faith, and we believe that God is good, Jesus saves, and the Spirit leads us toward faith, hope, and love as we honor the dignity of all humanity. I am Reverend Ruth Bell Olson, and together with Reverend Dr. Jonathan White, we have been your interim pastoral team. Today we celebrate Jonathan and his service to the church with hearts overflowing with gratitude. In this morning's special worship service, Jonathan and I are joined by Allison Hoolihan, our youth director, Rachel Cooley, our new director of outreach and family ministry, and Amy Conway, who leads the breakfast club gathering each week for the high schoolers. Allison, Rachel, and Amy have a special role this morning in honoring our high school seniors. Our lay readers are two of these amazing graduates, Natalie Koster and Emma Ward. Thank you, girls. You may have also noticed something quite remarkable in our worship space, our fully vaccinated choir. <laughs> Dr. Julia Brown, our director of music, and Scott Bosher here as our choir director, are so excited to have the choir back. So for a word about today's music, we welcome Dr. Julia Brown.
1: Yes, I needed the choir back in this space to actually believe that there's life after pandemic. And I couldn't imagine a more suitable Sunday to bring everyone back than as we um, honor and bless and celebrate our high school seniors and the next place they go in their lives. And our wonderful interim pastor for this past year, who uh, isn't going anywhere but is going to get rid of the not-so-fun... Um, daily tasks of being a pastor. You're going to take that off. Yes. Okay. So the choir was here on Wednesday and we rehearsed and we also uh, wrote notes of thanks to Jonathan, which um, Patty has compiled into a memory book. Thank you, Patty. And uh, as a thank you to Jonathan and really some heartfelt uh, Words from all of us in the choir to you.
0: Thank you, Julia. On a somber note, I want to let you know that Mayflower member Nate French passed away on May 29. A memorial service will be held here at Mayflower in the chapel at 2 o'clock on Tuesday. And immediately following our service this morning, we're going to hold our annual meeting right here in the sanctuary. We will hear from our moderator, Jim Rogers, and approve the council and committee members for this next year. We will also welcome our new moderator, Susan Jones. And please note that just after this annual meeting, there is cake. We will be honoring Jonathan White in our coffee reception, so please stay and grab a chance to wish Jonathan well in his official retirement. Hopefully you received the Mayflower newsletter in your mailbox, and you are as excited as we are about our summer series and all the activities we have planned for the next three months. If you did not receive a newsletter, please alert the church office, and we'll make sure that you get one. So I cannot stress how wonderful it is to see you and your beautiful smiles here in the sanctuary. For too long, we led worship and wondered Who was out there through that camera lens? Thank you, Pat, for making us viewable. Now, if you're near the aisle, if you would find that friendship register, and please pass it along to those worshiping with you in your row. And whether you are here in person or in our online sanctuary, wherever that might be, we invite you to gather your spirit with ours in worship this morning. Thank you. Oh, yes, the Lord is truly here in the beauty of this morning. We give you thanks, O Lord, with our whole heart. Before the gods, we sing your praise. We bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On this day we call you, you answer us, you increase our strength, of soul so come let us worship Let us now pray responsibly our opening prayer. O Lord, the poet asks, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? We answer, show us where you would want us to go, O Lord. The prophet asks, what does the Lord require of you? We answer, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. As a congregation and as disciples, help us, we pray, to step forward in faith. Reveal to us where you would have us go, so we might serve the world in faith, hope, and love. Amen.
2: be seated. Earlier this year, it was brought to our attention by our very own Dale DeHaan that Mayflower had a long tradition of recognizing their high school seniors with the Harold Grill Award. This award was named after the first Sunday School Superintendent and was given to the senior who demonstrated leadership in youth activities. We loved the thought of honoring our seniors in this way. So this year, we would like to recognize the contributions of all of our seniors. They have persevered through a pandemic, and this will be a part of their legacy. It is our hope that through this award, we can express our appreciation for the participation in church activities, encourage you to be active church members wherever you may go, and remind you that you will always have a home here at Mayflower. The awards they are receiving are a tie tack or a charm, and they've been custom made with the Mayflower seal, which is patterned after the one on the narthex floor. Seniors being recognized and where they are going this year, will you please listen for your name to be called?
3: Billy Busey, Billy graduated from East Grand Rapids, and he's headed to University of Miami this fall. Caroline Grin, Caroline also graduated from East Grand Rapids, and she's headed to the University of Michigan in the fall. Natalie Coster. Natalie graduated from Eastern Rapids High School, and she will also be attending University of Michigan this fall. Colin Krause. Colin graduated from East Grand Rapids High School, and he is headed to Michigan State University this fall. Spencer Millwood. Spencer graduated from Eastern Rapids High School and he is headed to Butler University in the fall. Witt Osterman. Wit graduated from Grand Rapids Christian High School and he's headed to Northern Michigan University in the fall. Abby Ward. Abby graduated from East Grand Rapids High School and she is headed to the University of Denver in the fall. And Emma Wirt. Emma graduated from East Grand Rapids High School, and she's headed to the University of Michigan in the fall.
2: Let's give our seniors a round of applause. And now will you all pray with me. Lord, I lift these graduates up to you. And we ask for your mighty blessings to rain down. Show these children success in life. Allow them to be respected and appreciated in all that they do. Allow them to feel the joys of accomplishments after hard work, but also keep them focused on knowing that you are the reason for all successes in life. Give them courage, unbending faith, strong values, and a generous heart. Keep their Christian foundation a part of all decisions made and bless them with bountiful opportunities. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen.
4: After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of, others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat. But that night, they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple, whom Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead.
5: When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him for the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said it to him for the third time. Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep.
6: This is a variation of a sermon that I gave here 31 years ago. It was my first sermon at Mayflower when I was a seminary intern. Too old to go to seminary, but Mayflower accepted me anyway. Will you pray with me? Holy One, let our thoughts be your thoughts. Let our actions be your actions. Let our hearts be your heart. In the name of all that is holy, amen. Okay, graduates, this is uh, my first time in 40 years that I am not attending a college graduation, so thank you for vicariously letting me return to my academic days, and congratulations. Life is a journey. This is one step in a journey, but the journey continues. And I bet many of you read the Odyssey when you were in high school. If not, you'll probably read it when you're in college. The opening part of the Odyssey I always found very interesting. Telemachus, uh, Odysseus' son, is getting ready to go search for his father. His father has been away for 20 years, according to the poem. He fought in Troy for ten years, and he's been trying to make his way back from to Greece. It's a relatively short trip, but it's going to take him ten years. As Telemachus gets ready to go on his adventure, his maid, Eurycleia, looks at him as she's folding his tunic to pack it away. Eurycleia had been Odysseus's nursemaid. And then she had been his son, Telemachus, his nursemaid. And as she folds the tunic, she looks at Telemachus and has a pain in her heart. Because she's going to be saying goodbye. She wants to go with Telemachus. She wants to protect him. She wants to help him make decisions. She wants to lead him, but it's Telemachus' life, not Eurycleia's. So, with a Homeric tear coming down her cheek, she says goodbye to the one she loves and knows that Telemachus must live his life his steps, his growth, and his adventures. Life is always a side of graduations. You can even be 70 years old and be asked to be pastor of your church. <laughs> Thanks for the charity chuckles. In the early 1980s, I read a wonderful book by James Webb. James Webb was a Senator from Virginia. Before he was a Senator from Virginia, he was a midshipman at the Naval Academy. He chose the Marine Corps. He went to Vietnam where he was wounded and disabled. When he came back, he worked for the Navy and became Secret- Assistant Secretary of the Navy under President Reagan. Later, he became the US senator, one of the U.S. Senators from Virginia. He wrote this wonderful book about life in Annapolis called A Sense of Honor. I read one passage and immediately marked it down, just writing words to live by. I read this to every police academy I ever commanded when they graduated. The protagonist of the novel is William Fogarty, nicknamed Wild Bill. Bill Fogarty wants to do one thing, and that is to become a U.S. Marine. His hero, one of his cadre members, is Captain Lenahan. Captain Lenahan is a Marine's Marine. Two tours in Vietnam, wounded, combat medals on his chest. He looks at Fogarty and thinks, that's what I was ten years ago. The two of them bond. Fogarty, just before graduation, is going to get his branch assignment. James Webb writes, oh, I paraphrased this, by the way. Uh, You don't use Marine Corps language too often in sermons. (laughs) Fogarty walked down the hallways that had sucked up his youth like a dry sponge little pockets so full of his pain and suffering that a part of him would remain forever in Bancroft Hall. He walked into Smoke Hall as if he were walking on parade. Midshipmen bustled about, giving the room a frenetic energy, reminiscent of an open-air market. But he had not come to shop. The Marines had set up a recruiting table at the end of the hall. A single Marine Corps flag hung over the top. They were fathers. They were mothers. They were brothers. They were sisters. After years of waiting at their fringes, he was finally going to join them. But in a moment, it was over, like a marriage ceremony. Years of anticipation and years of union strung together with five minutes of formality. Captain Lenahan waited for Fogarty by the doorway. He put an arm on Fogarty's shoulder and handed him a Marine Corps tie clip. Take care of your troops, Mr. Fogarty. Not congratulations, not obey orders, not even welcome to the Corps. Take care of your troops, Mr. Fogarty. It was a commandment written in Lena Hand's combat scars as if it were etched in stone. Fogarty fingered the tie clasp. It seemed like an almost trivial gesture for such an overwhelming moment, as if he had just won a trinket at a carnival instead of entering a life's work. But the emblem gleamed at him. Suddenly, he was warm, thrilled, and explosive. Take care of your troops, Mr. Fogarty. I will, sir. I swear to God I will. Graduation wasn't quite what Fogarty was expecting. And it never is. I just finished a book that I should have read about 50 years ago by Herman Hesse, uh, called Narcissus and Goldman. Goldman is German for golden mouth. Uh, golden mouth was the name of an Orthodox bishop whose sermons were so good that his nickname was golden mouth. Uh, my name will probably be foot in mouth. Um, <laughs> Narcissus, of course, is Narcissus of Greek mythology. And Narcissus is a, the abbot of a monastery. Goldman thinks he's going to be a a monk also. But Narcissus takes him aside. It's time for Goldman to graduate and says, you're not going to be a scholar. You're not going to be a monk. You're not going to be a priest. And Goldman is just struck in his heart. He's heartbroken. He can't believe this. And he goes through Nights of pain and then realizes that he's part of the world. He's not part of the monastery. Many times that growth step, that graduation doesn't come with celebration. It comes with pain. It's one of the reasons Nietzsche said that which does not kill us makes us stronger. Pain forces us to grow. Pain sends us into grief. And then we realize, as we go through stages of grief, that it's time to grow. And that's what Goldman will realize throughout the novel. Now let's think about the pericope, the we heard this morning. Pericope is a small part of sacred literature that has a story inside of it. John 21 wasn't originally in the Bible. In fact, we don't know who wrote it. Like John 8, or the first part of John 8, it was added later. But it should be there because it is a tremendous statement of faith. And it's a story probably copied down from oral tradition of Jesus helping his disciples graduate. In the first part of the pericope, what do we see? We see the disciples out on the sea and they are fishing. Lots of analogy there. Remember, come with me and I'll teach you to be fishers of men. They're out there fishing, but they don't have jesus there's a person on the shore who says put your net down on the other side well they don't know who that person is but they think it might be jesus so they put the net down on the other side and lo and behold they're graduating It comes up full of fish. And one of the disciples said, that's Jesus. Jumps into the water and swims. But when he gets there, just like the road to Emmaus, who who is this? And Jesus says, come and have something to eat. That's what we're going to do in a few minutes. We're going to celebrate the Eucharist. If you want, it can just be grape juice, wine, and bread. But if you see and if you hear, you are going to be communing with all the Christians of history, with all the Christians of today, with all of heaven's host and all of the future of the church. If you have eyes, see. If you have ears, hear. And Jesus says to the disciples, Come. Come and have breakfast. Then the pericope shifts. We get that sacred number in Hebrew, Islamic, and Christian literature three. Peter, who has denied Jesus three times. Peter is confronted. Do you love me, Peter? Yes. I love you. Then feed my lambs. And a second time, Do you love me, Peter? Yes. Then feed my sheep. And a third time, Peter, do you love me more than these? And Peter's hurt. He's going to have that growth. It's not what he expected. Yes, Master, you know that I love you. Then feed my sheep. That's a commandment for our life. Those are words to live by. Take care of your troops, Mr. Fogarty. Okay, now to humor an old man who was a college professor for 40 years. Would you mind putting on your robes and coming up here so that I can give you a charge? I had to wear mine through the whole service, so don't (laughs) complain. Places you'll go and the things you'll see. I didn't think that up. That's Dr. Seuss. Please come forward. They already got to see you. Can you look at me? (laughs) Thank you. You're making a very old man feel very young. Thank you. Okay. You're going out into life. It's a big change. I can tell you uh, from the bottom of my heart, Professor Bosher can tell you, Professor Jones can tell you, and all the other professors out there, come and see us. We're not there to make you fail. We want you to be successful. We want to help you. Yeah, you're going to get a few professors who are arrogant and condescending and don't have the time. Don't pay attention to them except for your test. But come and see the rest of us. Because we care very much about you. And we get to touch the future through you. I'll tell you something else. Don't be intimidated. You will have friends. You will have new experiences. And you are going to have wonderful times. As well as very scary times hang in there grow be the people that God already knows you to be and this is a step but it's not your last step you have faith today it's not the faith you're going to have in four years It's not the faith you're going to have in 10 years. It's not the faith you're going to have in 50 years. But that's the way God made you. You are to question. You are to grow. And you are to love. As John Shelby Spong says, Love wastefully. Love like it never runs out. And then you're going to find people who need your help. And you're going to need help sometimes. And old men like me need help sometimes too. And that phrase comes, Do you love me, Peter? Yes, Master. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs. You're going to be cramming for exams. If you're like me, you're going to learn something called all-nighters. They don't work. Study the weeks before. Do you love me, Peter? And feed my sheep. And at times, it might be you. It might be a member of your family. It might be one of your friends. It might be someone you don't even know. And you will hear a variation of the phrase, I just can't take it anymore. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, Master, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. But in a moment it was over. Like a marriage ceremony years of anticipation and years of union linked together with five minutes of formality. Captain Linehan waited for Fogarty by the doorway. He put an arm on Fogarty's shoulder and handed him a Marine Corps tie clip. Take care of your troops, Mr. Fogarty. I will, sir. I swear to God I will. May you be blessed. May all your dreams come true. Graduation, wisdom, be nice to people. Leave a tip for the maid. And may all your dreams come true. In the name of God the Father, God the Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, Blessings to you. Amen. Now you get to take off your robes.
0: are blessed here at Mayflower, and we get to use our blessing to bless others. God has been generous with us, and this invites our generosity. So the ushers will now come forward to receive this morning's offering.
6: Jesus said, I am the bread of life. You who come to me shall not hunger. You who believe in me shall not thirst. In company with all who hunger for spiritual food, we come to this table to know the risen Christ in the sharing of in the sharing of this life-giving bread.
0: Holy God, consecrate, therefore, by your Holy Spirit these gifts of bread and wine. And bless us that as we receive them at this table, we may offer you our faith and praise. We may be united with Christ and with one another, and we may continue faithful in all things. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
6: When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering. For I tell you that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God.
0: He took some bread and gave thanks for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples. And he said, this is my body that is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Ministering to you in the name of Christ, we share this bread.
6: In the same manner, he took the cup and said, this is the cup of salvation poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Ministering to you in the name of the Christ, we share the cup.
0: Let us pray. You have created us, O oh God, in the image of the one whom we have remembered around this table. You've nourished us with good gifts for our journey ahead. With grateful hearts, we ask your continuing spirit to sustain our daily lives as we follow the light of Christ. Help us to invite people into the fold of your love through Jesus Christ. Amen.
6: Please be seated. My wife said I wouldn't make it to the benediction without crying. I made it, honey, if you're watching. <laughs> Children of God, we are blessed. We are surrounded with a cosmic love that is bigger than the universe itself. Before the universe was created, this ultimate mystery that we call God was. After the universe has expired, this ultimate mystery will still be there. So go in peace. Go in love. Go in the name of the Trinity, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now, if you're a guest this morning, we don't do this every Sunday and you can quietly slip out or you can stay and observe if you want. I would like to invite our moderator and our moderator-elect forward.
7: Congratulations again to the new graduates. It's my privilege to bring to order the 63rd Mayflower Annual Meeting. Uh, this past year has been, as my mom would say, a real humdinger. But being here in person today, and I understand we are 165 in total, um, it's quite a thing. It's a salve for the soul. I'm glad that we're here in this special place together again. I'd like to begin today by taking a moment to celebrate some very special Mayflower people who, frankly, don't really get much um, public recognition. You wouldn't think that with services being live-streamed uh, and with uh, Mayflower foot traffic being so low during the pandemic uh, that the staff would be very busy. But as it turns out, keeping a virtual ship a sail is quite taxing. So a special thanks go out to our new office administrator, Amy Herman, to Andy Ellie, our relatively new business manager, and to the rest of the staff, Courtney, Abby, Rachel, Allison, Murray, Andrea, Susan, Chris, Paul. Uh, Thank you for keeping Mayflower running smoothly and for being so supportive of each other during challenging times. We discover our real character in times of adversity, and this staff has really been a paragon of mutual support and teamwork, so thank you. On a bittersweet note, Paul Klein, our building supervisor for the past seven years, who has done such a great job, is retiring at the end of June. We will all have a chance to thank him later this month. To Scott and Julia, heartfelt gratitude for the music each week, and to Julia especially, uh, your production of the Sunday streamed services is something that, frankly, if you haven't been here to witness it, at 9 o'clock in the morning to see all the choreographing. Um, It's like a live live, uh, stage play. Um, You'll never appreciate it if you haven't seen it. So, Julia, thank you so much uh, for keeping it tight every Sunday. Uh, To Ruth, thank you. Thank you so much for serving Mayflower this past year so steadfastly. What you do uh, behind the scenes will never be known, and it's above and beyond. So thank you very much to Reverend Dr. Jonathan White, who agreed to serve as interim head pastor until November (laughs) of last year, Uh, then until January of this year, finally gets to enter retirement for real this time, we assume, maybe not, maybe, maybe not, at the conclusion of uh, my really, really long remarks today. So please help us thank Jonathan following this meeting with cake and a slap on the back not too hard, Uh, we don't want it to impact his short game. Mayflower committees were very busy this year. Uh, Allow me to share a few highlights with the full reports appearing on the Mayflower web portal and in today's bulletin. Uh, The pastoral search committee remains hard at work to find just the right head pastor candidate for Mayflower. Uh, Look for monthly updates on their progress in the e-news. Special thanks go out to Ginger Young, for chairing this committee initially and for getting the search off the ground. As the search continues this summer, as Ruth mentioned today, Mayflower will be treated to a series of guest preachers starting on June 20th. Please see the current newsletter for guest preacher dates and bios. Also in the current newsletter is an introduction to Reverend Stephen W. Armfield, who will join us as interim senior pastor starting immediately following Labor Day weekend, assuming the permanent position has not been filled by that time. Congregational events, congregational care, and Christian education. So 29 and up, 49 and up, and 69 and up have joined forces this year to meet by Zoom. Now check my math, but combined that's 147 and up. And they are resuming live meetings immediately. Uh, Bible study and midweek at Mayflower kept pace via Zoom and in person over this past year. Christian education kept close with the Mayflower children and families. Elevate stayed busy with middle and high schoolers enjoying dinners, campfires, and, of course, spiritual growth. The card team is still busy sending cards to those on the prayer list, and the friendly visitor team has been active as well. Outreach, our current budget devotes 10% to outreach with hopes to restore it to our target of 15% this year based on continued generosity of your pledges. Outreach this year has supported many, many worthy recipients including IHN, Mel Trotter Ministries, Degage Ministries, Kids Food Basket, Salvation Army, Eden Ministries in Zimbabwe, and many, many others. The full committee report contains a full list of recipients. Finance. So managing the budget this year was a bit of a challenge, uh, but with special thanks going to Chair Paul McMahon and to our staff for running a tight ship under reduced budgets and for keeping us on track financially, a full report will be posted on the portal and in the next e-news. A consolidated financial report is in the last page of today's bulletin. House and Grounds. Well, Mayflower, as we know, was a grand old building, and it requires a constant TLC. Uh, And the House and Grounds Committee this past year, from the parking lot to the tip of the steeple, have really been busy to make sure that this fine building is taken care of. Worship and Music was also busy this year. Please read the full report to get an appreciation of the large scope of their work. Some of the musical highlights included A Mile and a Night Visitor and A Christmas Cantata in December, the children's musical in April, the ongoing art song, and the musical treats that we get each Sunday. And what a blessing it was to have the live choir today. Uh, The outdoor Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter services were resounding successes, serving over 600 worshipers in all. Thank you for the hours you invested in preparing these wonderful events. Personnel committee worked closely with Mayflower staff over the past year. They refined job descriptions and associated duties, creating efficiencies and job clarity. Thank you for hearing and responding to the ideas of this wonderful Mayflower staff. Uh, Nominating committee, had the pleasure of forming a pastoral search committee and filling many open spots. Busy year. What an effective and efficient group this has been. Thank you. And on a personal note, I would like to thank council for their tireless commitment to Mayflower. It was a challenging year. Doing meetings over Zoom is not the easiest thing to do, but this council really uh, addressed and tackled many issues and made decisions with patience and grace, and thoughtful deliberation, which is always required. Uh, their love of Mayflower is always at front and center. Uh, we finally met in person this final meeting last week, and uh, I guess we saved the best meeting for last. So thank you very much to Council. At this time, I'd like to turn to the church business portion of the agenda. There are only two items in review. Number one... On the member web portal, you will find the minutes from last year's annual meeting. Number two, you will also find on the member portal the nominating committee's report and the report from each individual committee. Of course, the reports from the committee are also uh, in today's bulletin. So thank you to all the volunteers who are always so willing to serve each year. Ordinarily, we would have the membership report as well where we would tally active members the coming and goings of different members but the pandemic has made tracking membership a bit of a challenge so a full membership report and review will be conducted over the course of this year and posted on our member portal. Now normally we would receive these reports with a live vote but with some of you here in person and some on the live stream uh, we will follow last year's process and if you will all say I. On the count of three, we will record this vote as a live virtual hybrid vote. One, two, three. Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. Finally, it is my great pleasure to invite forward Susan Jones, who has served this past year as chair of personnel committee and as vice moderator, and who this morning becomes moderator for the year. It is appropriate that my last words today are to give... Thanks to this just incredible person, this stalwart servant of Mayflower. Susan, your energy and commitment made this past year fun and productive and meaningful. And to be honest, we could not have done it without you. So thank you. Thank you,
8: Jim. Stay up here, please. (laughs) I certainly
5: will. Yeah. Jim, thank you so much. What an honor it is for me to follow in your footsteps and those of the many wonderful people who have served as moderator over 60 plus years here at Mayflower. We all owe a tremendous debt of gratitude to Jim Rogers for his tireless work and devotion over the past year here at Mayflower. Jim didn't sign up to be CEO of a church, but in essence, that's what he has been this past year. He's been available days, nights, and weekends to Mayflower staff and his fellow lay leaders. He's an incisive thinker, a decisive leader, and someone who takes the long view for the highest good of Mayflower, her people, and her community. Please join me in a round of applause for Jim Rogers. And, Jim, we have a little something for you. We know you have been sacrificing your golf game this last year to great extent, but here's a little something to get you back on the links. That's very kind. Thank you.
8: You're
5: welcome. Let's share them together, shall we? <laughs> oh, he's getting one, too. <laughs> okay, so I also want to thank the many Mayflower members who have stepped forward into leadership and committee roles for the coming years. In the bulletin and on our member portal, you'll find your nominating committee report. Even in uncertain times, these people's commitment to our church is rock solid, and we are so grateful for their willingness to serve. At the same time, on behalf of all of us, I want to thank those who have been in leadership this past year and in the years before. This has been a trying time, but our Mayflower committees and council have stepped up by by a Zoom, on the phone, or masked up for meetings. Thank you so much to our retiring church leaders. At this time, I would ask you to vote to accept the nominating slate either by voice vote here in person or by the same sign at home. All those in favor, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? I hope not. (laughs) Thank you so much. We have much to look forward to in the days ahead as we work toward a return to normal. Or maybe venture to say even better than normal as we gain new appreciation for what we took for granted in our church life just 18 months ago. But now we have to say farewell and thank you to our dear Reverend Dr. Jonathan White. And John told me I was not to say anything sappy or emotional. And I won't. I will simply offer profuse thanks to him for a year of inspiration, kindness, leadership, and caring. Please join us immediately after this meeting to celebrate our graduating seniors and to wish Jonathan the best in his long-awaited retirement and, of course, cake. Now, Jonathan, if you would come over here, we have a little something for you.
8: This
5: is for your golf game. Which I know you're already getting back to. <laughs> and then Jim has. A little and this is for your
7: him. office wall, one of many plaques. Don't let it get lost in uh, the bounty of them on the wall. I'm sure.
8: <laughs> Round of applause for John. Kirsten.
6: Yes, I will. Thank you. These two did not know what they were getting in for. And you talked me into this. So did my former Fred, friend, Mark Barger-Elliot. Just kidding. He's still my friend. Thank you all. It's so good to see you here. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Ruth and Julia and all the staff. What a year. Let us pray. Holy One, we leave this sanctuary, but we do not leave you. Holy One, we are going to our own places, but you go with us. Holy One, sustain us as you have in this horrible year of pandemic. For those who have lost people, please bless them and let them feel your blessing, especially for those who are still getting sick and unfortunately for the wave of children that are dying now. Hold us, Lord. Give us an exciting year Bless our pastoral search committee, inspire them, and bless the person that you have already called to this pulpit. We ask this and pray this in the name of all that is holy. Amen. Thank you all very much.